Yeah. Ray and I oh, live about great. a Let's mile away from each other, <laughs> and I was at six four three working, and 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 Ray Ray called me and said he had walked his dog too far away from his oh, house and couldn't up. get back. Oh my god! It was two and a half miles, and I had to pick that little. <laughs> but she did it though. Up. So I had to call my wife. And have her go pick the stranger up on the side of the road and drop him off. And, and, and bring him water. Because they were parched. They were both ever, laid out on the sidewalk. Has she ever met Ray before? Never. Really? And this song was on when we got in the car. Right? <laughs> and the when car, we got to Paul, the house. He was wearing his own it shirt. <laughs> Kenny G was there, actually. Yeah. Uh, serenading us when we got home. To you Wait, yeah. oh. pick up Ray Hess. Yeah. You're like, that's me. Welcome to This Week in Fast Pitch, the podcast that keeps you up to date on the latest news, insights, and analysis from the world of fast pitch softball. Powered by 643, we bring you the stories behind the scores, the personalities behind the players, and the strategies behind the game. Whether you're a fan, a coach, or a player, we've got you covered with expert analysis and insider information. So sit back, relax, and get ready for a deep dive into the world of fast pitch softball. This is This Week in Fast Pitch, powered by 643, with your hosts, Jimmy Thomas and Kevin Bednoski. All right, we are back at it. We are back at it after a little bit of a summer break. Welcome, everybody, to the next edition of This Week in Fast Pitch, or TWIF. I am here with the big dog. Oh. Jimmy Thomas. Pulling out a new one. That wasn't so bad. No, oh, not so dog. bad. And the man behind the glass, Mr. Matt Cook. Good morning. All right. We have assembled today. Um, how would we def- define this group? Star-studded? Star-studded group. Something like that. Of, of trainers that, uh, that work really hard to help grow the game and make these young women uh, Really, really something special on and off the field. So let's quick introductions, quick introductions to my immediate left, Miss Nikki Prince. Welcome. Good morning, Nikki. Hello, guys. All right. Good to have you here. So excited to be next to my bestie. All right. Who is? Which is Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Stevie Coronet. Everyone knows and loves him. Never seen a picture of him, but uh, the name we know. Right. Stick figure picture. Stick figure. He is is, uh, what I'm going to call our Akeem Elijah Wan next to our Ralph Sampson. Well, we should have put him next to Jimmy to, to, you know. Right. Show everybody. Jimmy's not so big after all. You would rather introduce him. Shaq's fine. Like a... Dinosaur, Giant dinosaur like he did to me last week. Just <laughs> a Jimmy and Fat Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. Well, and then you know, segue into the man to your left, oh. Mr. Ray Hess. Yeah, yeah Ray. good positioning. <laughs> I'm just here so I don't get fined. <laughs> no, I think you might get fined. <laughs> and Mr. Sean Sullivan down on the left, another founder of Six Four Three. Welcome to the podcast. Your little headphones look good. <laughs> they do look good. Girly headphones. All right. So what we wanted to talk about today were a few topics. Um, we are back to school. So first and foremost, everyone here at 643, we are wel- welcoming everyone back to school, both Prince William County, Fairfax County, Loudoun County, and all of our members. And I, I think the folks down in Wake have already been back at school. Yes? Is that true? Uh, well, they, they go on track. So yeah. they're, most of them are year round. Yeah. So yeah, some of them have been on vacation. Right. So we're back to school, sort of back to school edition. And, and kind of the first topic we want wanted to bounce around and this is sort of open forum we don't know exactly how this is going to play itself out so uh, open forum now that everybody's back to school there's a balance right how do, how do you, how are we educating how are we talking to kids about balancing school and softball and 
being a kid and social and, you know, should a kid miss homecoming, for instance, to go to a tournament? Or should they say, no, this is my, this is my opportunity to be social with my friends and homecoming is really important to me. Things like that. So kick it off. Anybody, we can jump right in. And, and you know, Nikki, this was something that you kind of brought, uh, brought to the topic to the table. So what are, you, what are your thoughts about that? So my thing is I've had a bunch of girls come up to me in the past couple of weeks about homecoming. Obviously, I'm a girl. I enjoy going to homecoming, dances, dressing up, all that fun stuff. But I'm definitely hearing a mixed message on what you want to do. So I wanted to ask you guys, as coaches, what do you expect? I mean, obviously, it depends on the level. What did you do? You go to homecoming? Um, so I went to homecoming my freshman and sophomore year, but I didn't have any tournaments. So it just never kind of were aligned. So I was lucky enough. But beside, uh, when it came up to my junior and senior year, I only cared about prom. Okay. And I wasn't that girly, so I was like... Did you have teammates that missed because of homecoming? Um, I don't know. I don't Can't remember. So. Not as when much you're getting as old. I, well, not as much as people are now. So Did your coach take a stance? Prioritizing homecoming and dances versus <laughs> softball. So I don't know if that comes with the balance or what people are, want to do. Do you remember if your coach took a stance at the time? I mean, he said... I think they said that the younger, so freshman, he said absolutely enjoy high school experience. But when it came to like sophomore, junior, senior, I think they said figure it out. Do you want to play softball or do you want to? Well, Ray, you socialize? have two daughters that play college ball now. What was your message to them as a coach and a dad? What well, was your we ran it, We ran into it twice, so as a father and a coach. So as a dad, absolutely not. You have a game, you're going to go. As nice. a coach, we ran into that and almost dropped the kid. Wow. Um, because she said, wanted to go to homecoming? Well, the precedence was set at the beginning of the year. Well, that's what I was going to ask, if the and expectation we, was set. We, we agreed we were going to take 12 kids, and we took 11 to PGF. We never had a guest player. And, and, and there was a certain somebody that's local here that pretty much said she's going. And I said, well, if you're going, you're not going to be on this team. Mm. So it's a tough decision. I get both ends. but And that was how many years ago? Set, Five, six years ago? Two years, three two, years ago. Three years well, ago. Okay. Th- that was an 18-year team? Yeah. And you still feel the same way? I do if the president said at the beginning. Would it have been different if she was a freshman or a sophomore? Uh, it depends on the level of play. If you're playing all, all across the United States and everybody's spending money on hotels and you only have 12 on your roster, then yeah. Yeah. I would say it's tough because you make a commitment to this team, right? Right. And you want your team to be able to operate as, as, as successfully as it can, right? And you need everybody to be a part of that. Um, and then the challenge is so many teams on this area um, – Go to nine or ten different high schools, so you're never playing. But well, well, Sean, you and Kevin both coached eight. You, or Kevin, you still coach eighteen U team. What What was your stance as a coach? We We just ask in the in the very beginning of the fall, which we just started. Right, we had our first practice last night. We last week we sent out an email. Which Where are your conflicts? We didn't ask what their conflict was. We just said, What is your conflict? And as long as we know that up front, then so be it. We're, we're, we're fine with that. But you uh, have a lot of girls. But we have a little bit of a larger roster. Yeah, and they don't go to the same school or even in the same county. Right, a lot so there's, a, there's, there's not a lot of overlap where it's like, oh, hey, you know, there's four kids from the same school and homecoming's the same night, and now we're missing four kids, right? Um, but I'll do a little bit of an anecdote uh, from, from a few years ago. Uh, we, I was... I was at a, a tournament up in New Jersey or somewhere, and it was homecoming weekend. It was clearly in that homecoming sort of stretch. And I was standing, it was a four-field complex, 
And, uh, you know, there's a bunch of college coaches sort of sitting, looking in, in more of a 360 kind of thing. And one of them asked, uh, hey, so where is Sally? Where, where, where is so-and-so? And I said, well, she's at homecoming. And there was probably six, six coaches standing around at the time, and they were all like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. That's, that's great. Yeah. Because when they get to us, they're going to lose that sense of innocence. They're going to lose that sense of their friends a little bit, um, and they only are going to get this chance once. So, you know, this particular group of five or six college coaches, they were all like, oh, yeah, that's, that's great. That's awesome. There's plenty of opportunity to see a kid play. Yeah. I, I don't think there's a shortage right now, and we can get talking about people's schedules and, and over, overplaying and things like that, but there's no shortage of opportunity to see a kid play. Well, you guys all have kids in college now, Sean and Ray and Matt. Did you guys, did your kids attend homecoming? How many homecomings did, did, did your kids make, Ray? Well, if they did, it was only because they didn't have a tournament. Yeah. <clears throat> see, and we allowed our kids to play. I mean, we kind of took a little bit of Kevin's stance, but I will say, go back to what I said a few minutes ago, the commitment thing. And it drove me a little crazy as a coach. We allowed it, but at the same time, it was frustrating to, to be operating at 60%. You know, you play somebody and get, get, get your butt beat, and you're like, well, we didn't have four of our starters. And the problem that you're going to have is where do you stop it? Is, does it stop just at homecoming? Does it stop at your birthday? I mean, you let one go, then you're going to have to let the rest go. But here's the thing, though, right? What's the difference between somebody going to homecoming and somebody going to a camp? Well, that's for your future. Homecoming has nothing to do with your future. But your, it's still, your, your, but your softball still, future. But your, your premise was that you're, you're playing with less than a full roster, right? Or, or Sean was saying, hey, we're playing with 60%. You're still playing with 60% or less than a full roster if that 12th kid or 11th kid went to a camp. Sure. So the yeah. end result is still okay. the same regardless of the, the, the reason why she's not participating. Well, the, if it's for the betterment of the kid, then yes. But you're, but, defi- but you're defining the betterment of the kid as softball related. Right. Right. There's betterment of the kid for her social well-being, her right. mental health, her relationship building, and all the other things that we could sort of scribe down. Mm-hmm. There are other components to the betterment of the kid. Sure. Mm-hmm. But where does that stop? That's my point. But, but why well, does it I, matter? Like, it, does, it does matter because if I don't feel like I'm mentally ready to play this weekend, I'm going to take a weekend off. Do you stop at that? I need a break this weekend. The birthday parties that you mentioned earlier, I get it, right? You, it, as soon as you get, as soon as you let that leash a little bit, some, you know, the get, give an inch, you take a mile, or how many, whatever. How many times did we hear, uh, you know, Jenny Finch said, "I miss all these birthdays and homecomings yeah. to be where I am now." You know, it's for it's for the team. It's well, not, then uh, you know, you mentioned it, I think, a little bit earlier, but it may depend upon the level of play, right? So, like, sure. selfishly, yeah. especially now with what we do here. I don't ever want a kid to quit this game ever. Yeah, right. And if they're going to quit because their coach pulled them away from some of the social activities that they're not going to get to experience this one time when they're growing up and they leave the game, it's not good for the game. Sure. So I don't know how you determine that, right? Because everybody thinks they're great. Everybody thinks they're a level. Um, but I think it might depend upon, you know, there's a, the motivations there's a of those girls and their there's, desires. There's a time and place for that. Like I did a 10 U team this, this summer. And it killed me to have like four or five kids at practice, but I know that's the time to do it. Yeah. But when you're up and you're at a high level, the, the screw's got to tighten a little bit. Yeah. Stevie, how many of your girls are going to come to you this fall and say, I want to go to homecoming? Uh, probably all of them. Yeah. And I don't, we don't stop them from doing it. Obviously, I want all my girls at every tournament, but. What's your roster size? Uh, we're, we only have 13. 
at 18U. So and, know, from all over the place, and they're from all over the place. So our homecomings are yeah, I mean, spread, spread out. out. But a lot of them line up too, where you know they might not be at the same schools or even in the same state, but they're still the same weekend for homecoming. So if we're missing four girls, we're playing with nine that weekend. Yeah, but and I want them to make rather that. But I want them. That. I want them to make that choice themselves. I want them to. That's right. You know, it's they not, need to be empowered to make decisions as a, a adult slash growing, maturing young woman. Yeah, and I, I think what's fair for for Ray's stance is what he what he prefaced it with. We told them in the beginning, <clears throat> right? This is the kind of team yeah. that we are, and you can't miss, yeah. right? And versus Stevie is sort of telling them up front. Yeah. Go if you want. It's your yeah. decision to do, you know, to make that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, choice. obviously I want all of them to pick to come to the tournament over right. the homecoming, but I'm not going to be, I'm not holding it against them if yeah. they are. Right. Again, know, I don't think that we have, I don't think at, at really any level, um, no matter what level you're playing, I don't think that there's any shortage of opportunity for college coaches to see kids play. And if their ultimate goal is to play at that level, trust me, they, they, they already know who you are at that level. They already have a sense of what your talent and your ability looks like. So you miss one because in October because you're going to, uh, you know, you miss Team New Jersey because you're going to homecoming. Uh, so be it. But on the, on the homecoming subject, like, there's also, like, the girls understand, too, that, like, they, them going to homecoming – Somebody else is going to be getting that time at their position, and if that kid goes out there and bats right. seven hundred for the weekend and makes every play and right. shows out, they're probably going to have less time at the next tournament when they come back. Mm -hmm. So they know that coming into. I think your yeah. communication there is critical. With yeah, what at the Ray beginning, said actually, because yeah. what you don't want to do is create a problem with your with your players too, because sometimes your players may be looking at that other player and side eyed, wanting to know why they're not in a tournament. But if you do communicate it at the beginning that either, yeah. hey, we're open to it, we're not going to have any problems with it, it's totally fine if you miss it, um, or if you can't miss it. Yeah. I, think, I think that's the biggest key. But don't drop it on them in the middle of the season and say, now all of a sudden I'm mad at you for going to homecoming and I never even never even said anything whether I was for or against. So, and, as a coach. and don't complain that we have 16, 17 people on our roster. Right. Right. So, so I'm Nick, okay with that. Nick, back to your original thought process where you're talking to kids and and they're giving you sort of both sounds like both sides to this equation. Do you, do you get a sense that their coaches have communicated expectations to them or they're fearful of making a decision? Like what what is the conversation look like that's causing some of this sort of yin-yang on the on the Decision. Um, I would say it's probably 50-50. I think some girls are talking it out with me being like, is this the right thing to do gotcha. for playing time or socially? Or is it the whole, will my coach be mad at me? Because they have not talked about it. So that's probably a good yeah. okay. if you're open with your coaches. All right. Do you get a sense that their coaches have set any expectations about, about attendance and about sort of what they can and can't miss? Or is this sort of that they haven't really communicated that or they don't know? I mean, I'm not sure they know. I think it's more of the issue of do they have enough players to play? Gotcha. And it's a numbers game. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I, but I kind of, I kind of like what you, how you uh, said it earlier. What you say is, here are the weekends that we want to play, or tell us what weekend you can't. I don't care what it is. It's powder puff football or a birthday party or homecoming. Let us know when you're not going to be there, and we build the schedule around it. And that way, you're not sort of dictating what they do in their social life. You know, because I think that is a fine line. Yeah. Right. In terms of like responsibility. You know, how far do you go? I mean, you're not their parent, even though maybe something that might be a different conversation. Yeah, but we're getting to that one. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think it's tough because, you know, Ray said it earlier, you start to pick and choose. What's important to, to Nikki to play the powder puff 
you know, game might not be important to another kid, but homecoming is. So well, look, you know, who we, are you to make that decision for them? We, we see, I think, I, I hope we would all agree that right around 16 years old, you start seeing some changes happen. And it's largely because I can start driving. My classes in school are harder. I'm starting to think about the SAT. I may have a significant other. I may have a part-time job. I mean, there are so many things that are now pulling kids in different directions as they get older. And socially, this happens to be one of them. Mm -hmm. So are we going to, what if, what if, I mean, we can go the what if game. What if the kid is in a situation financially where they absolutely have to work that weekend to help support their family and they can't go to a, a, a tournament because it, they, they are working to help support their family. Well, why they is that, why is that any different? <laughs> no, I don't think there's too many situations like that in Loudoun County. Well, Loudoun County, maybe not, but uh, um, there are. They but are, but I don't, standing in Prince William County right now. Well, that's true. That's yeah. true. Uh, but, but I'm just saying we could go down this rabbit hole of creating variables and situations to justify why someone should or shouldn't miss and, and I'm not sure, why, why are we saying that one's better than the other or different right. than the but other? you nailed it. You know, it's just communication. Just, is the key. I mean, communication is the key there. But, but what you just said is so important because that's the, the when you were talking about the, the work or the social or the boyfriend or the, uh, all those things, that's important because that's the majority. It's not the, it, it's not the, the majority aren't thinking, they aren't going to play necessarily in college or have taken a different path. The right. majority of travel softball players by that time. And all we're doing potentially is pushing them further away from the game. If you tell them you got to make a choice, yeah. homecoming uh, or, or playing on this team, it, that's the reason why some of them say, well, then I'm done. But that's not the vast majority. Like if you go CB and a lot of A, you're not going to do what we did. No, right. You're, you're right. going to be relaxed and you're going to be fine. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, you know, in my personal opinion, based on my experience, it's when you get at the highest level, you know, the, the commitment is a little bit more. So For sure. I understand, understand and you told, I understand You both. told him. Yeah, I told him at the beginning. Yeah. I think it was just easier in 10 you. Yeah. <laughs> you, miss, you miss a practice. You miss a game. You sit for I don't care why you missed. I don't care about anything. Sure. Just, yeah. You miss something. You sit for one game, and that's the end of it. Yeah. So yeah. I want to I go point. back to sort of really the genesis behind where this all started when Nikki sort of opened it up and said, hey, players are coming to me and seeking advice, mm -hmm. right? They're seeking, uh, you know, some knowledge or they're looking for guidance. Well, that's a different role than throwing them BP, right? Or working with them on their swing or, the, or how to pitch better or, you know, how to throw a curveball, right? So we, we've opened this up as trainers, as counselors, trainers that is, as advisors. Well, that's one of the first things I noticed when I started doing lessons at 643 is, yeah, you are half trainer, half therapist. And mm -hmm. that is... Without a doubt, you hear kids about their days, about their weekends, stuff going on with their parents, how they feel about their game, what's going on in school. I mean, it's an opportunity for a lot of kids to vent. And, and yeah, it's important to give them the right feedback. Yeah, yeah and, and the question is, how much do we want to invoke into their lives, um, you know, versus uh, on a quote-unquote personal level versus, you know, hey, just looking for their happiness and well-being and, you know, you know, all that kind of stuff, you know, the question always becomes, how deep do you go? Yeah. As a parent, when my kids were going through lessons, I would hear, like, Megan Bills used to help us out and uh, Rita Lynn Gilman helped us out. And I hated to hear them talk to them about personal stuff for like yeah. 30 minutes because I'm mm -hmm. paying money to learn stuff, right? right? 
And as a trainer, I've totally flipped and understand that's a big part. That's cool. Of a lot of value really there, right? Yeah. And a mental health approach. And yeah. I just had one, and Nikki knows what I'm talking about. Yesterday, I didn't teach one thing. Yeah. It was all about her first day of school. She was crying, and and I just said, let's just hit. Yeah. Just have some fun. Yeah. And but I would have never done that as dad. I'd have been pissed and asked for my money back. Right. <laughs> So, but I get it. I get both ends. Yeah. But then you have the parents also come up to you. I've had a few over the years that said, please don't let them, don't teach them anything. Just, Just be let them there. Talk to you. Just be like there. They're yeah. breaking down. They need somebody to talk to. And I, again, what he does, just have them hit off a tee. And just chat about what they're feeling. Well, it, but it is a fine line because, you know, and you mentioned the operative word, I think, Ray, which is listening, mm-hmm. right? And just sort of being there for them because sometimes, and I know this has happened, the topic of conversation can be pretty intense. Yeah. And as a trainer, I'm just curious, you know, how far do you, like, do you really, are you really intentional about what you're saying to them? Because I know we've had some instances where a, a trainer's probably gone over the line a little bit overstepped the bounds, got a little bit too personal. They were trying to help, but mom and dad didn't necessarily see it that way. So like, where do you kind of draw that line? You know, it's not easy. It's great for sure. Yeah. I mean, you don't know where, because you don't know what the topics are. I mean, the topics are so broad and the kids come with so many different. Well, and that line's different places for different people too. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Sure. And you don't get a lot of preparation. Because you don't know what the questions are going right. to be until you walk. Well, oh, and I certainly lesson. know that I don't want my daughters getting personal advice from Ray. You know, it's a true story. <laughs> I mean, I think it's different between men and women trainers. I can tell you that because I hear Nikki talk about some stuff that I could. You wouldn't talk about. Yeah, never. Yeah, and they love. probably bring <laughs> her things so that bad. they would never bring to you. <laughs> That's right. At the same time, please do not bring it to me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think we have girls um, having really shitty days that come in and just just. I mean, still, still doing a lesson, still hitting, doing everything. Well, hitting because that's all I do. But, um, <laughs> you know, just them getting to air out their frustrations yeah. and still getting to hit like changes their changes their day when they leave here too. Um, I I know that my younger daughter, um, love her. Shout out to Gabby, by the way. Uh, she'd go see Gabby just to talk. You know, I mean, just to just to kind of hang out, right? Like. You know, I, I don't know if they're friends, but that's sort of the way that she looked at it. You know, I'm yeah. going to go hang out with my friend for 30 minutes. They're hitting. She's, you know, giving her some advice here and there. But that was that was her therapy. And that was and I appreciated that as a dad. I had no problem paying for that. Well, you, you know? see a lot of athletes, I think, at times they'll say when they got a lot of stuff going on in their lives, the, the, the court or the field or whatever gave them that relief. You know, they went mm-hmm. out there and it cleared their minds and they focused on that singular thing for the three hours. And it helped them cope with whatever they were yeah. dealing with. I think the cage is, is very similar, right? You go in and your mindset's changed and you can vent a little bit and you're, and, or, or you're just not, you're just putting in work and you're not thinking about all the crappy things that happened right. to you that day yeah. or the first day of school. Right. It's a relief. Yeah. 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 Any other, any other thoughts on sort of, you know, is, what is that line? How do you draw the line? How do you, you know, do you involve parents? When do you involve, uh, you know, a parent or a guardian? We've had that discussion a lot internally as to, you know, there are there could be a time when a kid brought you something or brings you something in confidentiality and you are up against that line where you feel like you need to share it with somebody yeah. else, right? Yeah. I mean, so. we have to we have to remember we are I am not a licensed <laughs> therapist. I am not a professional, you know, I am not Dr. Phil. I am, you know, none of that stuff. So you know, we, we, we clearly have to know what our role is and, and where to pass off and where to yeah. advise and, or not advise. Well, yeah. I, think, I think we have a 
pretty good idea of where that line is with most of the kids because most of the kids that are coming in sharing stuff with you are kids that have been with you for yeah for a while. Well, like, and I think that first lessons not. Not yeah. coming in and yeah, talking to about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. But I think that's maybe the overarching point here is that really part of our jobs in this business as a coach or a trainer is to develop relationships. It's, it's quite simple, right? Yeah. You develop relationships with these players and these young women to help them both on and off the field, mm-hmm. right? So there are a lot of different ways to do that. Nobody's got, nobody's got the keys to the kingdom on how to do that. Um, and everybody does it a little bit differently. And that's and, and that's what makes the world go round. And that's what's great about it. it. It sounds to me like the three of you anyway, four of you, sorry. Um, maybe, maybe everybody, sorry. Uh, but the three trainers in particular that you kind of maybe enjoy the role, like you relish in that role. Do you, do you appreciate the fact that these kids have developed these relationships with you? They feel like they can talk to you about that? Or would you just prefer to keep it, you know, Stevie hitting only like, uh, I don't want to do it. Or do you kind of take gratification in it? Well, I think, I think knowing, like knowing them, having that relationship with those kids actually helps us do our job better with them yeah. too. Knowing what we can get out of, like what we're going to get out of them that day based off of where they're at mentally. So I think it helps with that part of it too. But no, I don't like, I don't want to sit here and just, you know, tell people their, their separation is terrible all day or you know, yeah. something. Just, so you enjoy that. that I do. Yeah. yeah. And then, like, turn it into talking shit to their parents at the same time is always fun, too. <laughs> nice. I mean, but we do have, like, some will come drop their kid off, and they'll be like, talk to her, and they'll walk yeah. out the door, like, I'll be back in an hour. <laughs> so I charge them the babysitting fee. and then uh, Nice. Nice. Didn't get that in the onboard training, though. No, no. Yeah. Well, we're we're gonna have some continuing education for you later. <laughs> oh, thanks. Appreciate <laughs> it. Special <laughs> certifications. <laughs> oh goodness. All right. Well, hey, we're gonna we're gonna take a massive swing and talk a little bit about uh, things going on in the greater game right now and and things that are happening. We love to get everybody's feedback on it. So, the big topic of conversation right now is the portal, right? The transfer portal at the college level. Um, and is that, is, is that happening because of NIL? Is it happening because of playing time? Is it happening because of opportunity, uh, coaching, et cetera, et cetera. So just, just want to throw out the general topic of the portal and just gen- people's thoughts about the portal. And then want to talk a little bit about is the concept of the portal filtering down? Is it filtering down to travel kids? Is it filtering down to high school kids? Is it, you know, where, where, Hey, I'm going to go from this school to that school. I'm going to go from this team to that team. I'm going to go, you know, sort of without fear of retribution, so to speak. So sort of just throw it out there and just talk a little bit about the college level, and then we'll see if it applies to other levels. Thoughts? No, I would say Ray, jump in. I mean, yeah. you just got done dealing with the portal, right? Your daughter yeah. was in the portal and, and, and transferred this season. So would, was it a positive experience? Oh, it was stressful as hell. Yeah. It was it because it, you just don't know. And I've, you know, I sent some feelers out to see if there's a market for her first. So we kind of knew that she was going to get recruited somewhere, but we didn't know where specifically. But one thing it does, and nobody ever talks about it, it's, it's holding these coaches, these college coaches in check a little bit because they, they know that they can leave at a moment's notice. Holding them accountable a little yes. bit, you think? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So, in what way? Accountable to what or to whom? Like what? Well, you know, what way? If, if you know this kid is stuck and they can't go anywhere, you're more apt to do what you want to do. Yeah. And you know, now they have an avenue. There's positive and negatives to that, but they know now they have an avenue to leave if they want to leave. Mm-hmm. So you're so, saying it empowers the player a yeah, little bit. Exactly what it does. I'm hitting 400. 
you yeah. know, or, don't talk uh, to me that or, way. You know, I've seen if you, I've seen some videos of coaches over the line, and the kid left. Yeah, the coach got fired later, but what he did, he couldn't have got away with ten years ago. Right? Is it, it? My question is: Is that too much authority and power swing to a nineteen-year-old or a twenty-year-old? I think you know. You talk about and you well. You talk about it well about empowering these kids. I think it's. I think it's good. Right. Yeah. I think it's great. You know, because it is a pendulum, right? The it pendulum is. of power sort of has swung back in the in the hands of of players to some degree. And and right. the question is, is that too much of a responsibility for them? Um, I mean, there's or, various or reasons why you leave. Yeah. yeah, you're not playing. Well, I mean, is that a good reason? I don't know. That's that's is it depends health? on what you want out of ex, out of the experience, too, right? right? Um, is it mental health? Sure, that's a great reason. Is or have you outgrown the program? That's another reason. So I think it's great. Yeah. Um, I think it does promote, you know, team hopping a little bit too much, but it empowers the kids, and I'm all for it. That, and I mentioned it to Coach Walker when we talked to him a little bit when, when Allie was on. Kids get left in the portal. I mean, Morgan, oh, yeah. you know, Mo had two really great seasons at her previous school, and, and you know, I had no idea, no, I had no doubt that she was going to find the right home. But there's a number of kids that jump in the portal and, and never end up finding a home. Yeah. And that's scary. Yeah. Well, I mean, you look at that situation. Morgan always wanted to go to Delaware since she was in fifth grade. Didn't get, didn't get, you know, recruited there. Did well. Now she's back to where she wanted to be. Yeah. That's a really, really good reason to leave. Sure. So. You said scary uh, though. That's a that's a um, decision you got to make. But you make a lot of decisions in your life. Maybe not so much in softball, but I mean, I think about basketball. You can pull your name out. You could declare for the draft. You don't get drafted. And yeah, make a big mistake, but it could be the most rewarding decision you ever made. But there's just there's a point of no return, right? Yes. Once you oh, yeah. click enter and your you're name's done. in that portal, you're done. Well, you're I think most out. of the kids that yeah. they get stuck in the portal are ones that are at schools and they weren't playing at all, and they're like, "Hell with it, I'll just take a chance and throw my name in here." If if I don't end up playing anywhere, I'm already not playing anywhere. So now it I will matter. I will correct you a little bit, Jimmy. It it. Some schools will allow you to go into portal and say you still have a home if you don't get there. Oh, they yeah. do. Okay. I mean, it's up to them. Because yeah. as soon as you go in there, like Delaware told me that, is... that she lets everybody go. And if you don't find a home, you can come right back, mm. which takes a big person for that. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, a, this might be an ignorant question or maybe an educational question, but um, the portal is all NCAA, all levels? Yes. Yeah. Is it, are, are you seeing Division two, Division three athletes jump yeah. the portal? Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 We had it. We had it in reverse. There was a Fairfax County young woman that was a Division One athlete, then went to a Division Three school recently. Just, just by this, way of the portal. By by way of the portal. Yeah. So it goes between, as well. Obviously, there are financial considerations um, doing moves that way. But uh, we got we got tons of email from D threes and twos right away. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like minutes after she was on. Yeah. It's a good opportunity. I just, you know, some, sometimes it doesn't work out. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I think the biggest thing is holding some of these coaches in check. Yeah. So we kind of do have, do, do we have a transfer portal? You do. You do. But the rest of us. <laughs> no. so the rest of us don't. Yeah. We all oh know what God. you do, Kevin. We don't have a yeah. wall. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. He's a salesman. <laughs> Please. Well. Just need a good I just don't like to no, well, never mind. <laughs> well, so I mean, the rules, the rules in, in counties. I know. Well, if you want to transition to yeah, that, no, go. That part of it. Uh, the rules. I know in, that. I know that I have bullseyes. It's okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, no. Um, the rules in different 
um, counties and states for high school. Like where yeah. the kids go is all different. But I know in Loudon, it's like you can pick what school you go to before you before you enter high before school. Before you enter high school, yeah. you're, yeah. they're not going to get you know send a bus out to pick you up. But you can go right. to whatever school. Assuming you want it's to. not assuming it's not at max capacity. Yeah, that too. Which think they're know, all at max max yeah, capacity. My school is, of course. Of yeah, course, yours my school is, has right. to be. Um, is yours, Kevin? No, we're a few students below. They they the keep raising the yeah. bar on the max capacity. <laughs> they call it the fire marshals. Kids go there. So they raise the bar. I think it's yeah. I think it's way more you know has way so more much. impact on travel ball than it does. Yeah. High well, that's ball. Yeah. I totally agree. Right? Yeah. You know, actually, you and I were talking before we we started about this notion where, you know. Do, do we judge kids at the end of their travel career by how many jerseys, how many different jerseys they have hanging in their closet? And yeah. there, there are a lot that have a litany of different colors hanging in their closet when they're done. And uh, what does that say about? Well, I think we can only judge it on how college coaches that are recruiting those kids judge it. Like, yeah. yeah. Right. If these kids are jumping from, you know, to five different teams a year, but they're still getting recruited, like, yeah. how, how are yeah. we going to? I, you know, I was talking to a kid that plays for a really good team, but they switched a couple times so far, and it's like, you need to be careful. It's been three different teams in three years. But what college coaches said you jumped too many teams? I don't want to. I've had that conversation, though, with Are they yeah. not going to take you? Be, you hit 15 home runs, and they're like, ah. You oh, they'll still take teams. you. Yeah, no, no, no. They're still going to take you. doesn't matter. As long as your performance is high, they don't really care. Chicks take but, the long ball. But, but here's the right. – so the, this would be – Pragmatics. This would, yeah, right. This would be a great – study if we could figure it out if there were if we said you know over time if you played on x number of different travel teams is your likelihood to enter the transfer portal when you get to college greater yeah right when that would be an interesting study to follow if we could figure out a way to make that happen well, do you think the answer is yes do you think yeah that? i would I think so like, i would think the answer yeah. is probably yes definitely yeah. right i don't here. think it is because i think those kids that are jumping, I mean, at least at the highest level, those kids that are jumping from a different one of the top teams in the country to another one of the top teams in the country and doing it multiple times, like, they're still the highest recruited kids in the country. Yeah. Like, it's usually, you know, pitchers, a lot of pitchers. But a lot of the times you see you see the kids on, at least from what I've seen, the kids that are jumping team to team that much are usually at the highest level and they're, they're still being recruited by everyone they want to be recruited by. So it's not hurting them any, so they keep doing it. And but usually you don't think it's it, happening at the yeah, younger but I think age, it, but it's a personality. Well, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, or, or, right. or, 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 or it's more a playing time, a playing yeah. time issue at the younger sure. or, yeah. or local levels or regional levels, right? Um, well, I think so. Or a parent thing. Yeah, yeah, your parent keeps getting you kicked off all of your teams. Or, or your parent is making teams so your kid plays. One of the two. Yeah. That's me. Is that what you <laughs> did, right? <laughs> this guy. <laughs> Ashburn Rays, right here. Uh, Oh, damn. Outside of me and Nikki, everybody else at this table has been a parent coach before. Just saying. Yeah. And yeah. the coaches, my coaching staff will all have to wear tight T-shirts like that. Ah, okay. <laughs> We're going to do a survey at the end of this. Should uh, you put your tight T-shirt back on? I can oh, do yeah. that. It's on the camera. Nobody I wants to see that. This is leave right now. Freeze frame of it. Yeah, that's, yeah. The, uh, yeah. that's the picture for this podcast. I yeah. A small T-shirt transformed into a sports bra real quick. Yeah, I wouldn't get any more appointments for this. Hey, my he, calendar would open up. He owned it. Oh my! Do you have Do you have a button for? I do have I do have this button for Ray though. Boring. <laughs> I've been uh, waiting for an hour and twenty two minutes to figure out when I could. Have when been I going for an hour and twenty two minutes. Well, that includes Wait, the pre. Oh, the, the, oh, about a half an hour of the pre. The stuff for everyone else to hear. 
All right. Because well, Nikki was saying some terrible stuff before <laughs> oh, yeah. we started. Can we just say that the kids transferred in high school? I, I was one of those kids. Like, I switched high schools when I was a senior, Shocker. and it was sports-driven. But we did it the old-fashioned way. My parents faked a divorce. They faked a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what these things takes advantage That's of the totally system logical. now. They yeah. faked a divorce. I yeah. used somebody's basement address. Yeah. 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 Rent, <laughs> rented a, I rented well, a one-bedroom apartment in downtown apartment. Fairfax yeah. City. Right. Rented That's, a, a, That's, a, true yeah. That's, a, yeah, that's a true story. That's a 100% a true story. I lived by sure. myself as a senior in high school. <laughs> I'm sure that went well. It went great. Oh, it went pretty well. I can only imagine what that house looked like. Jimmy was the most popular kid in that high school for that one year. <laughs> New guy and his own place. Yeah. Yeah. This, this was what it was like right there. At Jimmy's, at Jimmy's apartment. Yeah. yeah. Wish we could ask some people to call in. <laughs> Old teammates. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but oh, geez. Oh. I could we could only be a fly on the wall in Jimmy's fair, oh, Fairfax. It was it was do you guys remember Bridges? Anybody yeah. remember yeah, Bridges? Yeah, yeah. It was in the apartment building behind Bridges. Oh, oh really? Uh, <laughs> was Bridges there? Bridges I don't know yeah. if Bridges that, that must there? mean that must I'm, mean I'm older than you because I was in college when Bridges was Oh Bridges was hot for a while. Yeah, it was. But that was the that's I'm where I lived couch. up in there. That explains right. a lot right there. Yeah. Jimmy. I think we're getting closer to those plus 300 odds if we can <laughs> start to loosen up a little bit. I don't know. It's time right. to get the shirt on. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely the video might, if we do the audio, what, are there different odds between doing the audio or the video? These are DraftKings odds, by the way, about whether this ever hits the, uh, the, the airwaves. We're good, we're good right now. Yeah, yeah nothing I bad's happened. Good. No, we're good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I got to listen. I got I to gotta hear it we'll back. Check it out. <laughs> I, we might have had some audio issues there a little bit with the microphone but yeah yeah exactly so should we should we put a uh, ray a, a survey have people do a little survey who looks better in their shirt you or i well oh. i gotta put it on first oh we got the we got the picture survey oh, yeah. we'll, whose we'll shirt was tighter whose shirt was tighter yeah. can we your, just tell the world that vote for me by the way well she might can we tell the world about my wife having to pick ray up on the <laughs> side of the road? i'd like to hear this so, so keep that back so on. Turn it down and keep it on. Yeah, Ray and I oh, live about a mile away from each other. And I was at 643 working and, and and Ray Ray called me and said he had walked his dog too far away from his oh, house and couldn't up. get back. Oh my god. It was two and a half miles and I had to pick that little But she did it though. So I had to call my wife and have her go pick this stranger up on the side of the road and drop him off. And, and, and bring him water. Because they were parched. They were both ever, laid out in the sidewalk. Has she ever met Ray before? Never. Really? And this song was on when we got in the car. Right? <laughs> and the when car, we got to Paul, the house. Paul. He was wearing his own it shirt. <laughs> Kenny G was there, actually. Yeah. yeah. Serenading us when we got home. Yeah. I'm here oh. to pick up Ray Hess. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, that's me? We were so close. We had such good material at the Kenny end. Until G that. On and we all got in the mood. Yeah. <laughs> we were so close. Ray will, Ray cut! Will. Cut! Yeah. If we don't get out of here, we may never figure out how to get the uh, close this thing out. Uh, I'm waiting for Hold just on, a check, tad just, bit of silence. Oh, check us out. <laughs> is that your. That was his laugh. Is that Ray's laugh? <laughs> it is. Sound like the Wicked Witch of the West. Well, to say it's been entertaining uh, would be an understatement. I want to thank everybody for joining us today on our Twift episode. So uh, hopefully the Jailhouse Rock 
I hope we can stay out of jail with this. So no matter where you are, what you're doing, make sure you live life like a 3-1 count. Thanks a lot, everybody. Talk to you soon. See ya. Later.